Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And hello again, everybody. Uh, Jim Mitchell here with you. Welcome back to Chicago's Legal Latte. Uh, as that introduction said, this, this weekly gathering brings you information on a, a wide range of legal topics, but um, what we should make clear is we try and do it in a very digestible form, something that can uh, easily be understood and in our short time of conversation here give you something to kind of walk away with and, and think about. So glad you could uh, make the time, and it's, uh, of course, my pleasure to be here with you. Um, every week we, we take a topic that is somewhat distinct and might be focused on a particular ge- uh, general type of audience. Um, this week, I think we have one that's much broader and will impact the vast majority of us, uh, and it's going to be a very interesting one. Now, joining me for the conversation will be Kelly Anderson. Kelly is an associate at Lavelle Law Limited, and today we're going to discuss the use of social media, social networks, social networking in the workplace. Um, now, the reason I say it should be of interest to all of us is that there are considerations for both employers and employees in this discussion, so I, I think that covers most of us. So let's get to it. First of all, let me introduce my guest, Kelly. It's been a while, so it's very nice to have you back with me on the podcast. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Now, as we dive into the conversation here, you know, uh, I always like to make sure I'm clear on, on the scope. Uh, when we talk about social networking, what types of sites or activities or actions are we talking about? Sure. Um, well, you know, obviously Facebook is huge. It's the, it's the main social networking site, and I think it has like 1.5 billion monthly active users, so it's huge. LinkedIn is another um, social networking site. Uh, Twitter is also used by a lot of people. Um, YouTube, even posting videos is sort of it's considered social media and social networking. Um, Instagram has become very big where you're using or where you're posting pictures and videos um, and sharing them on social media sites. Avo is a big one in the legal community now, and it's sort of similar to LinkedIn and allows you to post a resume. Blogs, um, personal blogs are also considered social media. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because blogs have become uh, very predominant out there and, and uh, yeah. share a lot more information in some cases too. So Exactly. Um, now, I anticipate going into this that as we have our conversation and look at it from a legal perspective, there's going to be things you're going to warn us about, concerns and, and issues to be aware of. But before we get to that, and I don't want to call it the negative part, but certainly the educational part, certainly there's a lot of very positive and, and beneficial ways that businesses can be using social media. We're not trying to you know, detract from that. Tell us a little bit right. about really how it should be used. Yes. Well, it's, it's a great way to promote your company. I mean, companies now have their own, you know, legal or have their own websites. Um, they can post fan sites on Facebook, which are a great thing to do, especially with everybody using Facebook these days. You can have a uh, company site on LinkedIn. You can also create company blogs, and those I think are very useful. Certainly, we have benefited from it in our firm by having a blog. Um, Social media is also being used and social networking sites are being used for recruiting purposes. Um, You can post job ads and things on on social media. Employers and employees alike can post things. um, And 
you can also, I think some employers these days are researching candidates on uh, some of these sites. And I guess the Obama administration actually required all candidates to disclose any potentially embarrassing blogs, text messages, emails, and provide links to their social networking sites so they can be inspected. So this is kind of the age we're living in, but it's, it can be a very, very useful tool. Yeah, obviously, and and I think we've you know probably haven't even begun to discover all the ways we can be using the tools right. yet, but we're we're certainly on the way. Now, are you starting to see then, as as you look into this and hear about it in the legal community, are there legal issues that are starting to arise? Is there a little bit of uh, a history of some uh, case law and other things starting to pop up in this? Yeah, regard? yeah. I mean, I think everybody's heard about people um, being fired because of something they posted on their blog or something they posted on their Facebook, disparaging comments about the um, about their workplace. Um, the rule is, you know, don't make your comments about work accessible to anyone in your company. Um, Better yet, don't put them online at all. In the private sector, and I don't know that everybody realizes this, there is no such thing as freedom of speech, and you can be fired for things like making disparaging comments about your employer. I mean, they're absolutely free to do that. If if you're in a government employee, there might be some protections, but in the private sector, absolutely not. Um, another thing that could be a concern, if employers are pre-screening candidates um, and using social media sites to do that, and then if they don't hire someone, it could potentially result in a discrimination claim. They're obviously getting information from these sites such as race, religion, gender, age, um, that you know, someone who didn't get hired could say, you know, prove to me that that was not a basis for you not hiring me. So I think that is being seen, and there have been a few cases on that particular issue too. Um, there's also privacy issues. Employers, you know, need to know that there are lines that can be crossed when they're looking into an employee's online usage. In, in order for them to access employee information, they that information needs to be readily accessible. If an employee has made something private by restricting access to it with a password or like on Facebook you can restrict it to friends and family only, then that information cannot be obtained by employers. Hmm. A, lot, a lot of things here to be, to be aware of in, in terms of just what appears to be for everyone general behavior, now very common behavior. Right. Um, and let's, as I said at the end, you know, we can look at it from the employer and the employee point of view. Let's, let's start with the employer. You, you mentioned some very basic things there in terms of uh, screening candidates, uh, as well as sort of venturing into private areas of, of employee activities. What's a general rule for an employer in terms of how they should best behave regarding social media and how they avoid some of the, the pitfalls of going too far? Well, employers need to have a social media policy these days. That is absolutely something that needs to be in, in, in their handbook, and they need to establish very rigid and consistent rules and guidelines um, about, their, uh, about their social media and how it's going to be used um, in, in, in the workplace. Um, in, as, as part of the thing they need to put in their policy, they need to um, address sort of the following things. They need to let the employees know that any postings containing proprietary information as well as discriminatory statements regarding coworkers or customers is not tolerated. That has to be, has to be put out there and it can subject the employee to discipline or termination. Um, they need to tell their employees that 
any prohibitions in, in the social media policy applies to postings done on any computer, not just the workplace computer. So I think sometimes people think, well, if I didn't do it on my work computer, then it's okay. That is not the case, and, and uh, absolutely they should make that clear in their policy. Um, and also make very clear what acceptable uses are in the workplace. Um, you can't just be vague and say, you know, um, you know, use social networking for for the good of the company or something. It has to be mm -hmm. very specific as to what what they can do. All right. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about some of these particulars because uh, it, it is an area that I think is, is very new to a lot of employers and things that, that we need to be aware of. Um, we're, we're talking with Attorney Kelly Anderson of LaBelle Law Limited. Kelly is uh, among the 21 attorneys now at the firm, and they all join me from time to time to discuss issues that might affect you at home or, or in the office, uh, and also uh, frequently post uh, great articles on their website at LaBelleLaw.com. As Kelly mentioned, they're very active in the firm and in social media. They're, they're uh, certainly a recommended uh, company to follow and, and be aware of because of the way they do use social media. And as we're talking about today, social media in the workplace, uh, Kelly's been sharing some concerns that employees need to factor into those those plans. Um, tell me a little bit more about the privacy concerns. You mentioned that earlier, and employees or employers have to be careful not to go too far with employees. But as you just said, if an employee is using even their home computer and they're putting things out there about their day at work or a client they had to deal with, um, that's kind of fair game. How does an employer go about monitoring without overextending themselves in terms of going too far? Um, how, how do they go about monitoring? Well, well um, they just, if, if, if they, I mean, if somebody's posting something on Facebook and they haven't restricted access, if, it's, if their Facebook posting is open to the public, then an employer is absolutely okay looking at that. That's unfortunately the employee's fault for not restricting it. However, if an employee has a personal blog that um, perhaps has a password and only certain people have that password and the employer definitely doesn't have that password, the, pa the employer can't take efforts to try and get into that um, personal blog. That's, that's a restricted site and that's something that they have taken efforts to make restricted and therefore it would be um, the employer simply can't look at that without invading their privacy. And, and what about the, the company usage of a uh, Twitter account or um, you know Facebook, as you said, many companies use it to promote their businesses now. Um, does an employer have to also be careful about what they post, whether it's you know the employer doing it themselves or they've got a, a marketing person or someone that does it, um, just to make sure that they're not saying and doing the wrong things that could get the company in trouble and hold the company liable? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely yeah. There, um, you know. Um, Employers should be aware that there are laws out there sort of governing what they can and can't do. And certainly there's even advertising laws um, that uh, they need to be aware of. If they're posting anything online, uh, any sort of uh, like a, a contest of some sort or um, any sort of sweepstakes or, I don't know, companies sometimes do interesting things to promote themselves, they need to be aware that there's possibly advertising laws that they could be, could be, uh, could be violating. And then, you know, finally, you mentioned uh, employee handbooks, which is something we've talked about on the podcast a number of times before. But your recommendation for a company that hopefully does have a handbook in place already is to go back, and if, if there's not a policy around social networking, that's the right place to keep it. 
Absolutely. And not only that, but keep updating it and keep reminding the employees about it. Um, send them, send them you know, emails monthly. Send them you know, yearly. Just get it out there and make sure that they've read it. And, and another thing in, in along those lines is um, get an acknowledgement from the employees that they have read the policy so that um, you know, it's, it's of record that they knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and, cons- and be consistent with enforcement and training and monitoring things. You just have to keep it consistent. Okay. Well, as always, we, we kind of get short on time here, but this, this was kind of new and, and went by in a hurry here. I think it was very interesting. Give me just a quick 30-second recap now, top points people should be aware of and, and things that they should know regarding this very interesting and, and evolving topic. Yeah, social media, you know, it's a huge opportunity, obviously, for employers and um, in terms of advertising and promoting the company, but it's also a huge risk. Uh, Employers need to provide their employees and themselves with clear rules and guidelines as to what's acceptable, um, an acceptable use in the workplace. And an employer also needs to educate themselves on the limits to their use of, of social media for hiring and promotion and termination decisions. Okay. Well, Kelly Anderson has been my guest, uh, Lavelle Law Limited. Uh, uh, she's an associate there and always does a great job when she's on and certainly want to thank her for taking the time today and uh, certainly want to encourage all of you to go ahead and jump over to LavelleLaw.com when you get a chance. Now, when you get there, you'll find information about Kelly, about the various practice groups, as well as all of our past podcasts. So you can uh, kind of go back and give a listen to all of those and, and catch up on some other topics as well. Uh, if you need any information, you can always uh, contact the firm at 847-705-7555, and uh, they'll give you all the information you need and a free consultation in most cases. So um, feel free to give them a call. And again, check out the website. And of course, thanks very much for being with us and listening today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 